0: Mary I'm really pleased that you have joined us tonight and while we're just waiting for everybody else to join um, I just want to remind us of what we're planning to do this week Um, we're going to have a week of prayer so from Monday through to Friday we're going to be walking around our local areas and we're going to be praying for the people in those areas we're going to be praying over their marriages over financial pressure over their families We're going to be praying for peace, awareness of God's presence. We're going to be praying for an awakening to take place in their lives and for the presence of God to become very real in them. Also, we're going to be praying that, you know, taking authority over darkness and over deception. And calling forth the prodigals, calling forth those that have gone astray and actually they need to come back. So this is what we're going to do and what we really encourage you is, as many as you as possible, please join with us and please pray because, the you know, the prayer is such a powerful tool that God has given us to use and um, I know that we're going to get some good responses from it. So please join us Monday to Friday this week. Okay, I think we're going to start now. And um, the last few weeks, um just been talking about, and I know they have in all the other congregations, about the fruit, the spirit. Uh, no, sorry, not fruit and spirit, about faith. But now we're going to be talking about the fruits of the spirit. And um, so, you know, I just, I wanted to start this, this one off because I just, there were some things that um, I just felt in my heart I wanted to share. So before I go into it, let's just... Read the scripture where it talks about what the fruit is. And it's found in Galatians 5, verse 22. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And it's really interesting as we read this, it doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is all one there's nine things there but they are all one and they are they are what the the character traits of God are he's made up of all this and the way I like to look at it is that if I was to take nine fruits naturally nine fruits I just put them all in a blender blend it all up into a really nice smoothie I would not be able to pick out the banana part and say, I'm gonna drink just the banana part of that because it's all blended, it's all mixed up, it's all part, it's all the same. And you know, God is all love. God is all peace. God is all joy. We can't pick and choose the character traits that we want to be and leave out those that maybe we would find a little bit more difficult to work with. We're meant to flow in them all. God has given them to us, and there we're meant to flow in each one of them. When we look at what the Greek word um, fruit, what it's meaning is, the Greek word is actually karpos. Now I've probably not pronounced that right at all, but karpos. It does mean fruit and it does mean vegetables, but it also means deed, action, work and result. And if we look at the scripture again and we put those words in or one of those words, but the fruit or the result of the spirit in us is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control so the result in other words this is what is meant to be flowing through our lives daily it's a precious gift that we've been given his holy spirit living inside us with all this fruit with all this goodness with all this loveliness because actually if we look at what all that is it's beautiful if we were to all operate in it it would just be gorgeous so it's 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 a precious gift and we do need to highly value what is being placed inside our lives. I like to look at it as an example. Um, we bought some apple trees, and this probably about 12 years ago, and um, we bought two apple trees and we placed them in different parts of our garden. Now to me, if I plant an apple tree, it's going to grow. It's going to produce apples. It's going to do what it's meant to do. So. We put the apple tree in the ground and I watered it, but I didn't really feed it. I didn't prune it. I didn't do what I was meant to. In all fairness, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just assumed, I put it in there, I'm gonna get fruit. Well, you can guess what happened. I didn't really get much fruit. I think within three years, maybe I got four apples and that was about it. But sometimes we can treat the Holy Spirit that way. We know that when we gave our lives to the Lord, He's put this in us and we just think, well, if this is what's been put inside us, then God's gonna work for me. God's gonna actually uh, cause this all to come up. But it doesn't, we have to work with it. We have to look after it, we have to protect it because it is a very valuable gift. To truly walk according to the spirit is to simply recognize God's way of doing things is better and it's right. You know, when we walk according to the Spirit, when we walk in those those the, 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 those character traits of God, the fruit of the Spirit, we'll find things like marriages, parent-child relationships, workplace you know, situations, and whatever your world consists of, we'll we'll find that those things will start to look different. And that actually there will be just a, a blessing flowing in those areas when we walk truly according to the fruit the, the Spirit, when we recognize that His way of doing things is the better way, it's the right way to be. Let me ask this question How many of us have been determined to go through the day more patient, more joyful, maybe more faithful, or whatever? fruit that you would, you would put there. Only to get to the end of the day, very disappointed, having failed, and maybe just cracked under the pressure of it all. We're left wondering why, and very often, very frustrated. I want to give us two scriptures that will actually help bring clarity to why this happens so often, that we want to be something. We determine in our hearts, I'm gonna be more patient. You know, for a mum, for instance, you know, with my children. I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to be more joyful. I'm going to... And then find that I don't manage it. Why? Let me read these scriptures. And the first one is Galatians five sixteen and 17. For I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfil the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh wars against the Spirit, and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish and then again in Romans Romans chapter 7 verse 15 for what I am doing I do not understand for what I will to do that I do not practice but what I hate that I do Bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? When you read that, you think, what earth is it going on about? But basically, when we're determined to do something and it doesn't work, we can have right decisions. We, Paul is saying, you know, I, I want to do the right. I'm determined to do the right, but I end up doing the wrong. And when I don't want to do the wrong, you know, it just, and it, 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 it's this, it's this continual war inside and we can see this going on the flesh and the spirit don't like each other they do war against each other and this is why we have these frustrating moments when we determine in ourselves to do this you know at salvation our spirit was made alive with christ jesus that's where all the good fruit is inside our spirit that was what was made alive you know, in 1 Corinthians 6, verse seven, it says, "'But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him.'" So we know that we're joined to him and everything that's in him is in us. So we have it all in our spirit. It's our flesh that's the problem. It's our flesh that needs working on our mind, our will, and our emotions. I like to look at it that our minds are like a computer. They do need reprogramming. They do need new information and new stuff put in in there. And Romans 12, 1 to 2. Let's look at it. Romans 12, 1 to 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to be transformed by renewing of our minds. We need to put new information into our minds that will help us live the way God wants us to. And it's not always an easy thing to do. We can be determined to do it. We can try and do it. But there's a way to do it that is usually, well I know, I believe, when we go wholehearted, it's completely successful. So how do we reprogram our minds? In, in the scripture, Ephesians 5.26, it said, um, Paul is talking about the church and he's talking about um, Jesus and the church. And it says that he, Jesus, might sanctify and cleanse her, the church, with the washing of the word washing of water by the word so if the church is washed by the water of the word we are the church so we know that actually it's his word in our lives that will cleanse us it's his word in our lives that will cause our mind to be renewed and transformed into his way of thinking you know, as we draw closer to God by reading his word and spending time talking to him, a beautiful thing happens because we start then to hear and see and understand what his heartbeat is, not only for our lives, but also for those around us. But we also become more in tune to his voice in us. You know, when we look at the story of... um Elijah in 1 Kings 19 verse 12 and we know that God wanted to speak to Elijah and he um he he was on a mountain and there was a wind and, and a mighty wind and Elijah was waiting to hear the voice of God but he didn't hear it then there was a mighty earthquake and still no voice of God then there was a fire see all these powerful things all these loud powerful things but there wasn't the voice of God in the fire then came the still small voice of God inside him and we need to listen to that that's what we need to listen to in our hearts listening to what God is saying the key word to having the fruit of the spirit operating in our everyday lives is to yield to him is to give him place now to yield to the Holy Spirit you know if your heart is right is an easy thing even if it feels like it's you know it's what it means I have to sacrifice a lot but actually it's so worth it but sometimes it can feel like I know I what I meant to do but actually I am such. I've got such a struggle inside that I want to go this way, and I want to want to say what I want to say, and and I don't want to do it the what the Holy Spirit is saying, and and it's just this continual war going on. But as we give place to the Holy Spirit, beautiful things start to happen in our lives, and I want to use this example of um, I I go shopping and um, at one point we were doing three weeks shopping at a time. So you can imagine, I had a trolley jam-packed full of food and stuff for the three weeks. And if I'm standing there and I'm waiting to be served, and then I happen to notice someone behind me has a little basket and they've just got a few things in there, very often I would say to them, would you like to go first? Because, you know, you're going to get done quicker than I am. I'm going to be sometime and they're usually quite grateful. I also tend to think, well sometimes when I'm in a queue and I've only got a few things and I see someone with a great load of shopping, I'm thinking, oh please Lord, let them see me and go first. So hey, I'm, I'm making sure I sow what I, I want to reap. But let's just use this example for a minute. You've got the lady at the cash out the, and she's serving someone. Then you've got me with all my shopping then you've got the Holy Spirit, and in His basket He has the fruit. Now the lady at the cash out, and the lady that has been served, they're nattering away. They're talking, they're they're catching up with each other, and instead of going fast and getting all the shopping through quickly to get more people through, she's doing it slow. And I'm thinking I've got my husband outside sitting in the van waiting for me because he's got an appointment to go for, and I'm in a hurry. I want to get done quickly. So I'm looking around thinking, this is ridiculous, they're taking so much time. I'm beginning to get a little bit frustrated. I'm almost thinking that when I get to the cash out, I may just be a little bit annoyed with them for making me wait for so long. Then I hear this little voice inside saying, are you going to let me go first? Are you going to give place to me? So I have a choice. I either go myself forward and the chances are I'm not going to op- uh, I'm not going to communicate very prettily or am I going to let the Holy Spirit go for- forward first I give place to him and let him go first and then the way he responds and what he responds with is a way that is is the right way and actually what's that caused me to do is where I've let him have his way first. I've had to be silent, and eventually I've settled down. I thought, oh well, it's just what it is, and I'm going to let them. You know, not going to worry about it. We need to let the Holy Spirit go first in our lives when we face a situation that is we we could get very aggravated with, or we could respond in a way that is not glorifying to God. I guarantee you that there's a voice going on in the inside of you saying, let me go first. Give place to me first. You see, when when I in that example, I acted in self-control because I allowed the Holy Spirit to go first. But I also acted in kindness because I knew I wasn't meant to be unkind to her. She's just being friendly with someone she's met. I also acted in gentleness. I was also patient. All these things were shown. I also demonstrated love, and that produced joy inside of me. See, we can see with this, they're not individual fruits. They're all a whole thing. They're all one fruit, that all will start to come out in different ways when we allow the Holy Spirit to have his place, in our lives, I like to think of it like the fruit, like a muscle. A muscle needs working to get strong. You know, if you've ever done exercise, you've embarked on going to start doing some exercise, going to get my body nice and strong. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to start with, and you it's straining and you're aching and it's it's not comfortable. But the more you do it, the stronger you get and the more easy it is to do it. And I like to think of it this way, that the the fruit of the Spirit, when we operate it, is like a muscle. So that the more we yield to the Holy Spirit, the more we let Him have His way, the more we operate in love, we operate in patience, we operate in kindness, the more we do it, the easier it will become. Just like that exercise, it gets easier the more you do it. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us any time we're about to act in a way that's opposite to his fruit. Listen for that quiet, still, small voice. And that's saying, let me go first. Because, you know, very often we have to shut ourselves up from speaking because sometimes we're louder than the voice in the Holy Spirit and that's why we can't hear him. And sometimes we have to say, okay, God, you show me through your Holy Spirit when I'm about to act wrong, when I'm about to do something that I shouldn't do. You show me and help me to respond to you in the right way. God longs for our lives to be fruitful for him and they can be. You know, that when we, when we focus on the fact, when we're trying to operate in the fruit of the Spirit and we focus on the fact that There is this war, there is this flesh and spirit, but God has put enough inside us that we can overcome the flesh and we can can put the flesh in the place it needs to be so that we can walk in true victory. You know, we can choose to have a beautiful character, which is Christ-like and brings glory to God, or we can remain with our faults failings and negative worldly ways and when we look at those two characters you know we kind of I know which one I want to be I know which one I I want to be able to show the world what God is because actually when we when we walk in the fruit of the spirit we are actually showing the world as Christians what God's character is like and we're representing him So let's ask ourselves, which one do we want to be? Which one do we want to just absolutely focus on and work with? Because that's when you'll be determined to put in the effort of finding out what God's Word says, saturating yourself with His Word and letting it wash over you, wash through your your mind and, and allow you to just have your mind renewed with His Word. Let's make no more time for God in our lives by seeking him first. Let's not allow things like hobbies or sports or anything like that take the place of spending time with God. You know, those things in themselves, they're not wrong. They're really not. God has given us things to thoroughly enjoy and they're a blessing. But what he doesn't want is those things to come first so that actually there's no time for God we've got to have it everything in the right place and one thing i've really found that i can be really busy have a lot to do but actually think i've got to put god first in my life if i put him first no matter how busy i am i'll find the rest of the day will, will pan out right and it usually does it usually works that i get a lot more done in the time i have because i have put him first you know, it's important also things like temptations and addictions can be dealt with when we put God first and we allow his word to work in our lives. And the Holy Spirit really wants to work on those areas too. He wants people to be free. And it's, you know, it's the whole thing with self-control and, and stuff like that is what will work all that bad stuff out of our lives. You know, I like to look at it that um, it's again another example. I had a herb area in my garden. I still got a herb area and what what we wanted to do this year is just change the shape of it and made it a little bit bigger as well which I was quite pleased with and because I love growing herbs but I did find that some of my herbs weren't growing the way I knew they should. They weren't like really fresh and green and just didn't seem to be growing properly. was moving some of my bigger herbs around and I saw I was having to dig around as where i was hitting stuff and when i dug it up i mean i i'm not kidding if i said i had buckets of rubble that i was lifting out and i assume that the people who owned our house before when they built the kitchen the the what the rubble they had they buried in the garden i had i had old butler sink pieces in there i just had so much but to me that showed i i think that's why i had such a problem because i dug and I dug and it took effort but I got rid of as much as I could find and I dug deep. I mean some of this stuff I had to dig quite deep to get out but I got it out and guess what? My herbs are growing beautifully and they're fresh and they're green and it's a joy to see. God wants our lives fresh and green and producing the fruit that he wants us to. You see all, all other things, even if they're good things, like sports and hobbies and things you love doing in your, you know, your relaxing time, they're not bad things, but become bad things if they take the place of God. And we know obviously addictions and temptations, they are bad things, so they do rob. And it's getting everything in its right place, putting it in first, digging up what needs to be dug up so that the fruit of the Spirit is valued is protected and is able to produce everything it needs to produce. I want us to remember this scripture that is in John 15 and it's in the passage translation. It's really beautiful the way it's put but it says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitful fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. And I just think this is such a beautiful way of putting it. Jesus is the vine. And as we live in that union with him, as we spend time with him, as we read his word, let it just be part of our lives, thinking about it, dwelling on it. And as we just let it be the you know, the most important thing in our lives, because it really is, then fruitfulness will stream from our lives. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want that. I want to know that as I'm spending time with God, that his fruitfulness is being shown. You know, I I I love the example of when Moses was on the the mountain for that time. And when he came down, his face shone so that he had to wear a veil. Because the general vision, I didn't want to look at him without that because it was too bright it was too godly but we want we want to live that way so that actually when we spend time with God and we allow his fruit to flow through our lives there is a light around us that this world will be able to see and this world will recognize that there is something different about our God he is the one true God so I encourage you just from, if you know, take from this that understand that when you're struggling, when you're going, you, you try so hard to walk more patiently, and 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 all those errors. The struggle is in our flesh, but while flesh can be renewed, our flesh can be trained in the Word of God. You know, when we we you know what would naturally a way of um, thinking. When, for instance, you get a bad report, we know that there's a possibility of. Another lockdown, another, you know, restrictions and our lives are restricted and all that happens. And obviously the anxiety that can then can come with that. But the fruit, the spirit is peace. You see, in our minds, there might be anxiety. There may be that fear, that that concern. But the fruit, the spirit is peace. And we allow that, that, that fruit, his, his still small voice saying, don't be afraid. at peace because i'm with you because we have promise after promise in god's word just just let your heart you know take this in and know that we can get there we can live the way that god desires us to i'd like to pray for you and um let's pray father i thank you i thank you that you have placed your holy spirit inside us and your holy spirit there He's there, Lord, to lead us, he's there to guide us, he's there to show us the way that he wants us to live. Lord, victorious for you, bringing always glory to you. And I just pray for everyone who's listening to this message. I pray that you will give them, Lord, the strength inside them Lord to be able to accomplish what they need father that lord that fruit will start flowing in their lives as they spend time with you as they allow themselves to just know more and more what your word says and how you want them to operate and i thank you they'll have ears to hear that lord their flesh won't dominate them anymore but lord it will be that your their spirit your spirit in them lord will be what comes forth first Father, I speak blessing into their lives, Lord, that they will be fruitful and that they will bring glory to your name. And I just want to pray for anyone that's listening that, you know, you've you've heard what's being said and you may not necessarily understand it, but you just think, well, actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind living like that. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe your life isn't, you know, flowing the way you would want it to. Maybe you're thinking, no, I'd like to give this this God who is a wonderful God ago and I'd like you to just as I pray you pray along with me and open up your heart to Jesus because he's the one who, who is there to save you Jesus we just come to you now I come to you now and I ask that you will forgive me of all my wrong I thank you that you died on the cross And that you rose again and I acknowledge that in my heart and I acknowledge that in my voice as I speak. And I just receive you as my Lord and Saviour and I pray you'll help me to walk in all your goodness and all that you are in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have prayed that, it's a simple prayer but it's a journey that that will take you on a journey that is a beautiful journey. It's one knowing that your heavenly father loves you and he's there all the time for you. But if you did pray that, I just ask that you know if you if you want to contact us, you can contact me or you can contact my husband. My email address is Jane, jane.wood at family dot church or it can be Jeff.wood at family.church. And we'd love to hear from you and, and there's some information that we could actually send to you to and help you, encourage you on your journey be blessed this week family church be blessed and remember the fruits of the spirit everything we need to live our life godly for him is placed inside us god bless and take care